0: VR training platforms, like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International, are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients.
1: As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop.
0: Learn more at meta.com metaverse impact. A <laughs> red <laughs> <laughs> Pregnant ladies and little kids better get the hell out of the way. Because I am running. <laughs> I'm just, I'm like Forrest Gump, dude. I am running. So, the Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. <laughs> <laughs> I want
1: you to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. Hi, I got one
0: for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman of the Just Press Play podcast. You like apples? <laughs> Welcome into another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. And tonight, we have just two of us, but some say two is the best combination. We got me and Pops going on. We have other people doing other things, but Pops, we're here for the people. What's going on?
1: Man, it's good to be here for the people, Kev. I'm always happy to to be here for the peeps. Well, and I know I'm glad you're back this time
0: because we were discussing before we started recording. There were things, jokes made about you last week, and you obviously couldn't respond, so I'm glad you're here now so you can just get it all out, let it all out here with with the
1: with the I, listeners. I know. I meant to re-listen to what y'all were giving me crap about, and I forgot to. I didn't have time. But I was well, gonna... I know
0: it seemed like a few of your um, – well, I don't know. I know I've been in trouble with when I pick up – when I decide to bring up how the bets went last week and – the Weeks before, I know one week you did great and I didn't bring it up. This week, I bring it up and I think you went over three. From yeah, yeah, go ahead show. and bring it
1: up now. I know how it works.
0: Um, we'll get, we'll get into that. You know, I like to do it better when I did well on the picks. Um,
1: did you do well last week?
0: I uh, looking at it, I went to I didn't get the money line dog, I, the Cardinals didn't, they should have won, but Kyler Murray slides on third down and one, and, and then they missed a field goal, but I did get. New Orleans and the Browns covered two and a half because they blah, lost two, blah, so.
1: blah 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 um,
0: blah. I'll have more picks for you later, and you can have lift picks too. But let's get into what people are talking about today. They were talking about it on Sunday, and then Monday night it happened again. It the roughing the passing calls, the roughing the passer calls, seem absurd this past week. You had one on the Falcons against the uh, Buccaneers on Tom Brady. Shocker! Tom Brady getting the call. And that one was the, the Falcons, maybe we about to get the ball back, and that essentially ended the game. And then you had one Monday night where Chris Jones sack fumbles Derek Carr. And as he's fallen on Derek Carr and a loose football, he, he I guess, used, falls with his body weight.
1: That's, I think that call was the Ruffin
0: call. The yeah. And they're, they're tough calls. To me, Pops, they feel like the NFL. Is doing trying to do a, a harsh 180 turn after the terrible PR they got with the scary two a tongue of injury the week before. What do you want to start with? Just those
1: penalties are absurd, or the reaction, or where do you want to go with this? Well, well let me just see what comes out of my mouth. Um yeah. <laughs> So, you know, I do agree that I think the NFL is is really over overreacting to the horrible incident that happened with Tua. I mean, that, that was horrible and scary to see. Um, uh, the, you know, I think, and you kind of alluded to it, the Tom Brady, uh, the Buccaneers Atlanta thing, uh, because of where the game was. And I don't have all those specifics in front of me. I think that was a pretty egregious example, but I specifically got to see the Derek Carr, Chris, uh, was it Chris Jones, Chris Jones, uh, roughing the passer call. And, and I, you know, number one, and I want to talk about, too, why, why uh, Troy Aitman got in trouble for talking about dresses. We'll talk about that in a minute, maybe. But So, Chris Jones comes around, knocks the ball loose, tackles Derek Carr, grabs the ball before they fall, before they hit the ground. He's got the ball in his left hand, as I recall. In his right hand, he actually does use to somewhat brace himself as best as possible. But still, Chris Jones is a big-ass man. He, he did fall with some weight, uh, on Derek Carr, but that was a turnover and should have been the chiefs football. Um, that was just an in, incorrect call. It was, it was an incorrect call. Um, uh, and I just don't think that Chris Jones had any, any attempt to hurt, uh, Derek Carr, uh, whatsoever. So, I wouldn't before I fit the other one. It did. I mean, you could say that, and I think the guy was, uh, uh, who was the guy that uh, threw him over? Grady Jarrett? Yes, Jarrett. Uh, Jarrett kind of whipped him a little bit, whipped Brady. But, again, I think that was his own momentum. I don't think he was trying to hurt Brady. That was just he tackled him and his own momentum took him that way.
0: So, to set it up, that was right around midfield, third and five.
1: That, the Buccaneers-Falcons.
0: Sar- yes, the okay. Buccaneers-Falcons. And Grady Jarrett sacks for a 10-yard loss, which essentially means the Falcons are going to get the ball back. It was a six-point game with a chance to possibly take the lead. Right, they right. called in the passer. And I think that one was um, the the ruling. There was it, the what the ref was calling at least was the slinging of Tom Brady. Because if you if you look back, the Tua injury, he did kind of get slung and his head whiplashed and hit the and hit the turf, and that's kind of how he hurt his head. Right, but I mean, Jerome Boger even like he he was the ref, and like after the game, he said. The way he grabbed the quarterback and slung him to the ground, I'm like, I get it. You don't want concussions, but that's is that he like his description of the penalty was a description of a sack. I mean, it was. I don't understand. Like you, you bring the quarterback to the ground.
1: You, 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 you and hopefully you can help me address this. So I did see a replay of the Brady Jarrett thing, uh, uh, okay, and and I saw the Tua thing happen, and I'm trying to remember. I don't have that fresh in my head. Do you think the slinging? Was worse, better, different in one versus the other? I felt they were very similar. It just when you get slung like that, it's
0: possible. Your head – I mean, we've, we've seen it so many times watching football, unfortunately. Sometimes the way you fall, your head just ends up being the last thing. And momentum. That whiplash. Momentum. Yeah. And I think that's what they called there. And then the Chiefs one that you are referring to earlier, Derek Carr, Chris Jones, their exact call was he landed on him with his body weight which we know that's ended up hurting – a lot of times that will hurt a quarterback's shoulder. Shoulder, when fall ribs, with body maybe. Weight. But yeah. the, one, the reason that one bothered me so much was it even looks like Chris Jones had the the wherewithal. He tried to catch himself. Like he, he kind well, he of grabbed the ball with one. Yeah. And he tried to put his left arm out to catch himself. And that's just – I get you want, to, you want to try to protect the quarterback maybe. You, you want to try to protect the head safety. But, I mean – at, at what point are you not playing football anymore? I mean, you, a sack is you hitting the quarterback, and you're going to – maybe you don't meet like, – you don't have to there because there was like I, – I, I, one that sticks in my head was, I can't remember who they were playing at the time, but Sam Bradford when he was at Oklahoma, mm-hmm. messed up his shoulder the first time. Someone sacked him, and you could tell he drove him into the ground. And you've seen quarterbacks fall like that. They get drove into the ground their shoulder because you were always told to finish the hit. Mm-hmm. And it oftentimes hurts that person's shoulder. I get trying to get that play out. Me too. But Chris Jones didn't try to drive Derek Carr into the ground. He tried. If anything, I commend him for trying not to. He tried not to land on him. He's just a three hundred pound man falling. to yeah, try to stop some be- of that.
1: Before before the the recent past, when this got started to become a big deal, I mean, it was it was every game you would see a big defensive lineman. I kind of think old Wolf ork for. New England, I, I yeah. can almost see him in my mind, not only sacking a quarterback, but, I mean, making sure his arms were up that all his weight. Every single ounce of his weight fell onto the quarterback. And that's what they did. I think they were trained that way. And and I'm with you. Trying to get that out is fine. But Chris Jones did not do that. He did not.
0: And it's a bang, bang call. If anything, the NFL setting the refs up. For a failure. I don't even necessarily. I think the NFL probably sent a call down like we're calling this, we're calling this. And they're, they're bang, bang calls that they're making. If you told that ref to look back, dude, he probably went, I don't think there was any malicious intent from Josh
1: Jones. Next point, and that might be where you're going. Reviewable. Okay. This is not, it, it, roughing the passer is not reviewable, correct? Not right now. I think it should be. I think it should be. I think if you – If we're going to
0: call it like we did those two calls, if we're calling those, yes, then let's make sure you get them right.
1: And you know what? The Brady thing, I mean, he did whip him around. I still – I would argue momentum caused that more than the player trying to harm Tom Brady. Because honestly, I think these football players know more eyeballs are on the TVs when they got the quarterbacks in. I don't think they really – yeah, there's some point of wanting to hurt the quarterback. It helps you win. But still, I think they understand that aspect. With the Chris Jones thing, I think any reasonable person that would have reviewed that and taken a second look would have not ruled that roughing the
0: passer. So you advocate for we should make roughing the passer reviewable?
1: I think so. I, I mean, I think I think this weekend is it
0: like something where like almost like targeting is in college where all roughing the passes are reviewable? Or do you have like, is that a challenge flag by a coach type of thing? I mean, I'm, now I'm just thinking I, mm-hmm. I haven't. Thought about this before, but I because I, I do agree. If we're going to call, because they're erring on the side of caution, which that's the new we can get into this too. But Teddy Bridgewater got uh, ruled out of the game, he showed no symptoms, but he did have he stumbled for a second. And they said they're going to at, ataxia is the new thing they're mm-hmm. looking for, right? And that's any form of stumbling. And they call you out and put you straight in the protocol. I it sounds like he should have could have returned in any in the previous protocol, but they're erring on the side of caution. Probably, I I think it was one because he was a Dolphins quarterback and we just saw what happened to Tua with the Dolphins. Sure. But the NFL has decided we're going to err on the side of caution. You know what? That's probably smart. Because we we we've seen
1: what head drama can do to some. I mean, we've seen all the committing suicides. I, and stuff. I want to describe a play to you, and I'm hoping you might can help me remember who this was. It was a receiver, and it was kind of a, a Hunter Renfro, Cole Beasley type receiver, a white, white receiver, uh, a the, the, white the possession receiver. slot white receiver. Okay, <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, he, he, he could, could have be been athletic. a black person. I don't remember, but it was it was that position. Yes. if you would. And I remember him kind of getting tackled in the end zone. I can't remember if he made the catch or not. And he got tackled kind of funny and his head did hit hit the ground. And I remembered seeing this, this young man get up rather quickly and he got up and somebody ran over to him. And it's, it looked to me like he, he leaned on the guy for a second, but you you could just see that the receiver was like, I got to get my shit together. I got a guy, I can't wobble. I can't do anything. And, and so I'm, you, they're trying to defeat these guys. Don't want to come out, so I, I do believe we have to protect them. I think is my end point, but it's. I think I might do the same thing had I been that receiver. I wished I could remember well, who it was I in know the game.
0: It might be a Danny Amendola and Julian Edelman back uh, with the Patriots because Julian Edelman has a story. This was this or past no, week though. Amund- I saw
1: this this past oh, okay. week. Yeah,
0: well, I've heard. I've heard Edelman. I think it was Amendola gave the story about Edelman in the. Um, When the Falcons Patriots were in the Super Bowl and Edelman got rocked and his head hit the ground and uh, Amendola said he ran up to him and they had like a teammate thing where they did this with each other. They would, regardless if they knew the person hit their head or not, if it looked kind of vicious, they would run up to him and just bear hug him. And it was more like they made it. It looks like they're celebrating, but it's more like. Hold them up. Gather yourself. (laughs) Gather yourself. Right. Now you're good to walk. And I'm. This sounds bad, and that's why the NFL air on the side of caution. You do have to protect the players from themselves because the player wants to win. He wants or to play. Stay in on, the player wants yeah. to play,
1: Kev, yeah, you know?
0: And so I get that. And so I, that's why to become full circle, I don't know which play you're talking about from this past week, but be, to get full circle, if we want to air on the side of caution to make sure these guys don't get hurt, especially these quarterbacks, call the rough in the past year. That's fine. Throw the penalty. But let's go be able to go back and go oh Chris Jones actually gave extra effort not to fall on Derek Carr so we don't need to call that that flag that flag shouldn't have been there I'm I hate delaying the game more but that if if we if we want to protect the guys and make the right call I think we should review it I, and, I think and hey makes
1: sense. if you reviewed the Brady Jarrett thing um, and decide it's it maybe it's tough to make that call. You can't overrule the call on the field, you know, right? I mean, I could see that. It's like I don't know. It doesn't look like there was intention. The 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 Chris Jones thing, I'm telling you, I think if any ninety-nine out of a hundred. I think the ref would go back and probably the ref would go went and say, back and went, mm,
0: dang, Jones did the best he it.
1: could. I think he did everything. Because probably he
0: could. from the angle I bet from the angle he saw, it looked like a huge man falling on Derek Carr. But when you see the other angle where he puts his left arm out, you go, Oh. Made the wrong call. And refs, refs wanted to get the right call, too. Um Yeah. It just sucks. It sucks. Was, that, no, it's was that where
1: Aikman said something? Didn't he say something about, we got to take the dresses off? Is that what he said? He did say
0: was – was there controversy? He did say something like, one day we'll take the dresses off and play football
1: again. I, you know, I hadn't had a chance to read it, Kev, I, so I should have brought it up. But there, I've seen Aikman catch his grief over statement and – well, I, I don't know if that's the one. I didn't hear anything. Else.
0: That was that. Yeah. Yeah. After that, uh, he did say something about take the flags and dresses off or something.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's that's understandable. I, I get where Aikman's coming from. I mean, if a guy hits his head, he's not going to say that. He just doesn't want uh, and, and Aikman's a guy who hit his head a bunch playing playing football. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he, did. he
0: um, did. Going back to that. Well, let's go. Let's. I kind of want to talk about the um, analytics, the war on analytics in football, the war against the nerds, and then the nerds maybe winning. Um, we'll start with that game with the Chiefs and Texans, all right? And they they went for two, which Wait, could Chiefs be questionable. Wait, Chiefs and Texans are get... you talking
1: about last week?
0: Oh, sorry. Chiefs and Raiders. Chiefs and Raiders okay. on okay. Monday night. okay. And let's let's. I, I want to pull up the the exact timestamp so we can see where they did it at. But so they go for it. Okay, they go for it on fourth down. I'm all backwards. Let's just LJ. Maybe you can reverse this. If not, people can just you know see how the sausage is made here.
1: <laughs> well, I, I know about them going for two, and that was at 4:27 left in the in the uh, game, I think. But but I don't remember the one you're referring to. All right, so yeah, they score a touchdown
0: and then they go for two there. They were down 30 to 29. Do you yep. like hate what what's the what's your thought process on them going for best, two there? Best I thing I you heard today.
1: Says. Best thing I heard today was that and and they were repeating I think one of the announcers said was that Jack Buck? Was this Buck and Aikman? Joe Buck. You said Joe Jack Jack Buck. I say Jack Aitman, a lot. But. My bad. Anyway, um, I think that was his dad. But anyway. It was his dad. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Well, cut Luffy me some slack. Answer. I'm a dad. Whatever. All right. Um, I think Buck said, you know, if there's 27 seconds left, I like that call. There was four minutes and 27 seconds left. So there is no doubt the Chiefs get the ball again. No doubt. Right. And if you go for two and you're up by one, a field goal is still going to beat you. I uh, to me, that means that four, with four minutes and 27 left, you, you kick the field goal and you, or the extra point and you you get a tied game. Uh, I just thought, I I wouldn't I I go for two there. I don't go for two there.
0: McDaniel's probably factoring in that we're going to get the ball. Back. So I think McDaniel knows how this Chiefs offense is. He's not an idiot. He probably goes, they're probably going to score. I mean, more than likely they're going to fight. So, but, so I think he's going, we go for two, we take the lead. We might win 31-30. If they go down the field and kick a field goal, they only go up by two. Now field goal wins it instead; it goes to overtime. If they score a touchdown, now a touchdown and point after touchdown, and the PAT wins us the game, I think he. I don't think he factored in this was the last time they were touching the ball. I think he thought they'll probably score and we'll get the ball back, which they ended up getting the ball back. What the my issue was, and here's what the math shows: I was looking up. According, I think the New York Times does like these um, percent win probability. For what, okay. for each thing, a successful two point conversion there to go up 3129 or 3130 with mm-hmm. what you say 427, mm-hmm. right? That would a successful two point conversion gives them a 56.5% chance of win probability. A successful point after touchdown, just tying it, gives you a 44.1% chance. So to me, unless I get looking at the math, but unless the math says it's a forty percent chance increase, if it would have said like eighty yeah. percent chance to thirty,
1: now I get you. you That's pretty close to fifty either way. <laughs> I was going to say both of those sounds like fifty percent chance. So, where
0: whereas a failed
1: two point conversion there,
0: your win probability drops to thirty one point two percent. A failed PAT also thirty one point two percent, but the, the likelihood of you fail like missing the PAT is a lot lower than the two point conversion. I think – and maybe you trust your team and you had a play you really liked. I don't know. But I didn't like that that decision there.
1: Yes. I mean, I, I didn't either. And, and talking about liking the and position – And I don't know if Devontae Adams
0: liked it either. By no, the way. He well,
1: <laughs> it was obvious he didn't like it. And since you brought that up, I mean, obviously you, you have seen, maybe a lot of our audience has seen where he shoved a cameraman – Uh, After the game, there was no doubt Devontae Adams was pissed. He threw his helmet down because he and Renfro kind of ran the same route. It, It looked to me like they were held, you know, getting off the line and it just it just messed up the timing uh, uh, of the routes. But, but so as Devonte Williams is or Devonte Adams is walking off, I mean, it looks to me like a cameraman is just not even aware of anything. He's just running. He ran in front of him, but he's trying to get somewhere else. He's not trying to get a picture of Devonte Adams. And you know what? I kind of understand Devonte Adams just shoving the shit out of him. You know, I mean, no. I, I, it's not right. I, I get it. He apologized. You know, he should, he should do something to make it right by the guy. But it's not the end of the world. I mean, he shouldn't have done it. He shouldn't have. But.
0: Well, I mean, Devontae Adams is being charged with misdemeanor assault.
1: Well, I mean, he there's a price for to pay. An you know?
0: overact and afflicted body, bodily injury.
1: I think you ought to call those, the guy, you know, and go, look, I'm so sorry I hurt you. You know, here's, here's uh, $10,000 for your troubles. I'm so sorry, you know, whatever.
0: I don't think. This should be like a – that's who Deshaun Watson or Deshaun – Devonta Adams is. That's what – that's that, That's the kind of person. I I think he got mad. I think his anger took over. He should not have done it. And I think he knew right after, what am I doing? That was so stupid. Like, I think he knew right after he did it okay. that was dumb. I should have done it. it. Like, you just – you play a, a, a if you a gladiator type of sport, if you will. I mean, your, your aggression is really high. And I think the cameraman was just doing his job. He was just running in front of him getting – the star players coming off the field. And I think, I think as soon as Devontae shoved him, he like, he stands there for a second. And I, it feels like in his head, he's going, Damn, that was, that, that was, was so stupid. I, so I,
1: it does not change my opinion. I hope the of guy's no okay. Me too. But
0: yeah. I'd, uh, but speaking of receivers who were upset, I don't know if Devontae was upset with this coach's decision-making there, but he wasn't the only receiver who so was upset with decision-making.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I wonder who you're going to bring up. Keenan
0: Allen, who was not playing during the Chargers game, tweeted out when – I have to go look. Do you have Do you have it where they were on the field at the moment? I think Keenan yes. Allen just says, what the hell are we doing?
1: It, it was it, – all right, it's fourth and two. They're on their own 46-yard line, Okay. It's fourth and two. Okay. Uh, the the, the uh, Chargers are on their own 46-yard line. They're up by two points. There's a minute 14 left, Kevin. You know how many timeouts Cleveland has? Zero. Cleveland has no timeouts. It's fourth and two. You're on your own side of the field. And, I mean, I don't know. Analytics, my ass. I mean, you may it's, – it's not like you're fixing to punt to Tom Brady – or Aaron Rodgers, you're punting, to, punting to Jacoby Brissett <laughs> in the Cleveland With Browns. zero timeouts. With zero timeouts. So by the time they punt it, a little time goes off the clock. They probably got a minute 10, say max to go. And I would figured this out. They needed to go approximately 48 yards. That would get them to the 32, which would get you a roughly 50 yard field goal. And I think they tried a 54 yard field goal and, and missed. But d- don't, and apparently, too, by, and I, I should say this, they did try to draw Cleveland off sides uh, at first, which I think smart. You know, it's fourth and two, go up to the hard count and, and try to get them. But they didn't do that. Uh, I don't know if they t- they didn't take the penalty. They must have take, taken the timeout. Taking timeout. And, and, and then I'm just, you're up by two, 114 left. Uh, Staley did say, and this, this, you talked about and things coaches know that we don't he had Mike Williams on a rookie corner cornerback. I can't remember the guy's name, but he goes, we like that matchup. I get it. I get it. But you're still, so he does know something that I didn't know, you know, that they're all, their former all pro cornerbacks out and they got a rookie in there covering Mike Williams, you know, Oh, this just in a pretty decent wide receiver. Um, but Keenan Allen is out to not pull coverage away. Anyway, I just, I remember seeing this. I can't remember where I was. There was no sound. I saw this happening. I mean, I saw it was fourth and two. I said, are they on their own side of the field? What the hell? What well, I the I think hell? you shot us a
0: text at one point going, what? Well,
1: well, I did when the kid, the Cleveland kicker missed the field goal. I know I sent a yeah. thing that said, wow, you don't think Staley is happy about that? He got lucky, lucky, lucky. And he did. So, that's, that's my when,
0: take I, I truly think Staley has lost. I, Because he doesn't know whether to be the aggressive guy or not. And so now it's just erratic. And he's not – like I've long said there are times where I don't necessarily agree with it. But if that's what you're going to be, then be it. Like if you're going to be the aggressive, go for it on fourth and two and shorter all the time. Almost like a uh, Pulaski Academy did up here for the longest time. Onside kicks and go for it. If that's what you want to be, then go be it. But now he can't decide, sometimes I want to punt it, sometimes I want to go for it. Like that one – I don't understand. You're, just to lay it out 100 percent clear, they were up by two. Yes. Up if they two. don't get it, a field goal now beats Beat you. you, and Beat they're you. only 15 yards away from field goal range at that point. Right. It just it doesn't make sense. It's not. I don't understand what you're what you're doing there. So and instead I, of you
1: asking Jacoby Brissett to go 48 yards, you ask him you just got to go 15 yards or whatever,
0: you know. And that's not even Jacoby Brissett to go 48. You can even go about 15 and kick a field goal like you're. If you miss it, right, and he got lucky that they they ended up missing the field goal. So I mean, it worked out. How's that being twenty twenty? But man, that ain't going to cut it. I hey, mean, with you're you're not
1: gonna... arguably arguably your best receiver on the team, t- 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 tweeting WTF <laughs> about his coach. See, that's what, does what that worried that
0: me the most. Yeah, what worried me the most is if the whole team. And that's why we don't know why Devontae could be mad just because you lose a game. But if you're going for it and your team's all behind you, which for the most part, has been the uh, uh, John Harbaugh way. Every time they've done a questionable call like that, the, the team is usually behind them. Right. But when they go for it and the team's not behind it, it's like, oh, maybe you don't have, you, you don't know the pulse of your locker room
1: and you're making these decisions. And it just makes you wonder. It makes you wonder. I think that was a mistake, Kevin. I just, 114 left, no timeouts by the other team. You're talking about a, a, a perennial backup quarterback that's in, that's had some success, but. You kick the ball, man. Make him go 40, 40 yards. So
0: the um, the Browns kicker, they ended up going six plays, ten yards after that, and Cade York missed a fifty-four yard field goal. If only if only they had a guy like Justin Tucker, then that would have been a lot. I mean Justin Tucker, is there anything more like I I don't know if I've ever seen a kicker who I'm just that confident in at the end of games. So to to lay out what happened you have the uh, the Bills or the the Bengals take the lead on Sunday Night Football against the, uh, the Ravens. Probably, what was it, a minute-ish left on Sunday night?
1: I do remember and the thinking Ravens, that's a lot of time because –
0: I think everybody thought <laughs> they know who's kicking, right? I mean, all they got to do is get to the 50-yard line, that man's in range. Like right. He, he right. walks into the building, he's in range. And they get there, and he kicks. I think it, it wasn't an easy one, but it wasn't crazy. Justin Tucker, hell, has hit a 66-yard game winner before – but I think this was like a fifty-five-ish yarder, and he nails it right down the. I mean, is there anything more money right now than Justin Tucker lining I mean, up
1: for a kick? The, the, the uprights could have been three foot apart, and he would have he would have killed that one. I mean, What believable. And, and what so, is go just ahead. but so our listeners know by the way the way you can kind of figure out you know typically on a field goal they back up seven yards from the line of scrimmage, and then the goalpost is ten yards. Uh, behind the end zone. So, you know, for for him to kick whatever, he's kicked a 66-yarder. I guess they'd have to be at roughly the 39-yard line, right? So that would put him at the 36. Or no, wait, 39, 46. Yeah, that would be a 56-yard. That'd be 56. So he'd be further back than that. He'd be at the 49,
0: right? 49, 56-yarder. 66-yarder.
1: So, yeah, you get this – like you said, then, you're right. Get this guy to midfield – and he's money. He's in range. He's money.
0: And so, according to you, mentioned that it, it felt right down the middle. So, listen to this. According to next gen's ball tracking data, Justin Tucker's game-winning field goal across the upright with a y-coordinate width of the field, which is width or field, of twenty-six point five two. The exact middle of the field is twenty-six point six seven on the y-coordinate. So that means if the uprights were A half yard wide, the kick would have been good. It would have split through the middle. That is bonkers. It's almost insane.
1: It's insane.
0: And then I love – so did you get to hear the clip after the game? Um, If we have it, I'm going to send the link to LJ. Maybe we play it right here. If not, then you'll hear me just kind of talk about it. But I loved that. They like you, one, you don't get the kicker doing the post game interview that often. Not very right after often. After the game, they ask him, and he was so just like, Yeah, I was nervous, but I mean, really, it's just like, a, it's it's just 1.2 seconds. It's just the snap and then the hold, and then it's not even whether I'm good or not. It's just a process at that point. I just kick it, and it's not me, it's our process. And it was so cool. Like, he could have got up there and been like, Well, you know. He could have pulled like a Ricky Bobby and said, like, you know, I'll wake up and piss excellence. I'm just the bad <laughs> man for a round, and I just I just put it down the middle. But he was so cool about it. I just I, I think Justin Tucker's an awesome
1: dude. I, you know, I do too, Kevin. Yeah, I think he, what he sings opera, I think, on the side, yeah, doesn't yeah. he? He does uh, like
0: some dancing too, I think. Just
1: real quick, and I, you probably know this, but you know he makes an average of about $6 million a year. I think he signed a four-year, $24 million contract, $17.5 million guaranteed the average kicker uh, I saw this was on yahoo.com makes two and a half million uh, a year and I would think that that's I was a little surprised somebody probably is on the high I guess Justin Tucker's pulling that average up well so I, I'm glad you brought it up because I want to ask you the value of a Justin Tucker
0: so just looking at the top three kickers we have you just said Tucker's contract uh Four for twenty-four, so he's getting an average annual contract six million a year ish. Mm-hmm. You got Boswell with the Steelers, he is second highest paid. He signed a five-year, twenty-five million dollar contract, five million less guaranteed than Tucker, so he's making five million a year. Then you got young Young Hoku with the Young Waku; I think is his name actually. Yeah. The Falcons. He is five for twenty-four, so it's when you get the decimals out, he's like a little under five million a year, and then four through thirteen are all between four and four point six million a year. And then after that, it drops way, way off. So, Tucker is bringing it up. But I ask you, if you're Justin Tucker and and you go, like, I don't know if he'll ever do this, but I went, I'm not playing unless you give me X amount. How much could he ask for?
1: From the Cowboys, not for- very much. <laughs> because the Cowboys will just try anybody off the street. But... I don't know. Well, I mean, kid. Dallas
0: just signed, and I like. I'm not. This is not a uh, any slight towards Michael Gallup because he's battled through injuries, and I like him. But Dallas just paid Michael Gallup five years, sixty two and a half million dollars, twelve and a half guarantee, or twelve and a half a year. Would they not give that same deal if you could tell them right now you have Justin Tucker, which means you are in field goal range every time you cross the fifty, whether it's one second left on the clock or not. I mean that's not a bad deal, honestly. I mean, could Justin Tucker go to the, a team and say it's either it's either sixty million or bust? I'm not coming.
1: I think he could. Well, I, that's a reset tough call. the market. That's a tough call because I, I will say I looked up. He he is the all time leader in, in accuracy at ninety one point three percent. Okay, uh, you know you got Harrison Butker at ninety point two. Uh, Carlson, the the Las Vegas guy, at eighty eight point six. So you got a lot between eighty six and eighty eight. But nine, more than nine out of ten times, Justin Tucker is making the kick, and and he uh, kickers win games. They they can lose games, but they win games, and Tucker wins games. So
0: that's why I think. I, we often talk – we never talk about this with kickers, but we often talk about it with – like Tyreek Hill trying to reset the market. Devontae Adams or quarterbacks are always talking about this. If – I think Justin Tucker – I legit think Justin Tucker go in there and go – and they could say, well, yeah, but I mean, Boswell with the Steelers is, hits at an 84% clip. And he goes, okay, we'll go find you a Boswell. I'm cool. Go find him. <laughs> yes. Somebody – I think somebody would pay Justin Tucker – $10 million a year. I think yeah. I think, get
1: a, I think, yeah, I think you
0: get a four by 40. Right now he's on a four by 24. I think you get a four-year $40 million deal. And and then you'd have to reset because I think then what would happen would be was uh, Carlson and Buckner would ask for similar deals. But, hell, kickers do win you games. They, they win you games. And they lose you a lot of games. So if I can have a Tucker, there was something about I'm texting a friend watching the game is me and Jerry Texan actually and we're just like I mean Tucker's hitting this like there was no doubt in our no doubt. mind is right. hitting it and that's not an easy it was like 54 or 55 yard that's not an easy field goal Mm-mm. and you put it as we said directly down the freaking middle
1: that's amazing and, and, and I think I think you're right. You probably could get he might get 10 million a year. Guys 32 years old. Kevin, I don't know like, you're you're not quite that age, are you? You might, you I'm might not start quite that age. You yet. might start kicking a football with every spare <laughs> moment you
0: have. Um Um It's cool. I but I would definitely say if we, if we didn't play it a second ago, but um the interview after was really cool. Justin Ducker just it's cool dude. it would be it'd be fun to be his teammate.
1: You know the law snapper
0: doesn't get shouted out very often, but
1: the uh I was going to bring up another kicker that you hear a lot about is Adam Vinatieri. And and yep. I think he definitely had a little fall off uh towards the end of his career. But in I you know I was looking up most accurate kickers in the history of the NFL. Obviously Tucker's number 1. Vinatieri comes in at number 30 30. Well, because
0: he struggled towards the end.
1: He did. He he and he was but He became Vader Slice at the Cowboys. I know, once the Cowboys I – mean, they'd be just like Dan Tucker would sign with the Cowboys and then he'd start. Well, and what is interesting is what I think happened, and you probably had more to go, and I'll let
0: you finish, but and Vinatieri kind of did what I'm talking about, where Vinatieri got a little big head and was like, all right, I'm going to leave the Colts and go get paid by whoever – I'm literally going to go to the highest bidder. Of course, it was the
1: f Cowboys. Wait, wait, um, you said Vander Slice. Was that Vander Jet? Are are Oh, I'm thinking of Jack. You're thinking of Vanderjett now. Vander Jett still wound up at number seven at 86.5 percent. Okay, at one point he was the most accurate he, kicker. He right. was, and he fell off. He's at number seven, but Venitary is at number. Oh, that surprised me. But Venitary
0: played forever, though. Venitary played till he's like 46.
1: But it was Vander Slice, right, that the Cowboys got. Yeah. I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, and so was. that's
0: what I was going to say with Vander Jack. He was so good at the Peyton Manning Colts, and he was. And at one point, he just decided. I'm that good. I'm just going to go get the highest money he can. And I think he he decided I'm the reason we're so good. And the reason maybe Justin Tucker is so good is because he realizes I'm good, but I need my long snapper and my holder to be equally as good. Or my kid doesn't matter how good I can kick it if that ball's not right. Because there's just – all it takes is the ball to just be moved a little bit. And, and it makes a Justin Tucker look like a
1: Matt Amendola for the Cardinals. <laughs> Wasn't uh... – Was VanderJet the liquored-up kicker that Peyton Manning referred to that time? I think he
0: was. That that was when Peyton Manning said, well, our liquored-up kicker.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he was keeping them. Let me keep them in their place. I mean, he's a liquored-up kicker. Uh, (laughs) All right, well, so the
0: kicking situation is good at Baltimore, a situation that's not so good. Uh, It's not even a kicker problem. WTF? Oh, actually, before I even say the team. Pops, there is the, the second worst scoring team in the NFC right now is the Chicago Bears. Okay. And they barely – I think we mentioned it last week. They complete passes. They complete less passes a game than the Georgia Tech and Navy offenses who run, by the way, a triple uh, triple option. They don't throw. So that tells you where, where the Bears' offense is. There's they're one second. team in the NFC. Yeah, okay. There's one team in the NFC that scores less than them. Do you know that
1: team? I mean, I got to guess because they've scored less than 12 points four times this season. That would probably be be? our illustrious L.A. Rams, the defending Super Bowl champs.
0: The Sean McVay offensive guru, Mm. Matt Stafford, future probably Hall of Famer at this point, Super Bowl champs can't score. And now to give them credit, and we'll get, to, we'll get to the Cowboys, but they played two great defenses back-to-back week. I think they did play two of the best defenses in the league in the 49ers last week, or two weeks ago, and then the, the Cowboys this past week. But do do we think the Rams can fix this? Like, uh, Is it a problem that can be fixed, or uh, where do you stand with it? Because I'd, I'd be real nervous if I was a Rams fan or Rams better at this point.
1: The things that stood out to me, Kevin, that they don't have a running game. They they not don't. At all. And, and and if you you've got to have that some respect for your running game, Cam Akers, I don't know. He just he 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 ain't to answer. And and then they He's lost not what he was, and they lost Whitworth. You know, over on the left side. I think he wasn't he in a perennial All Pro uh, uh, left yeah. tackle. Um, and they've of,
0: already said. I think the the left tackle that's taken over for him. I can't think of his name at the moment. That person's already given up more pressures this year. Than work did in his entire tenure as a Ram, mm. and and that, that's that's not totally shitting on this guy. It's just saying you lost a really good left tackle, and and didn't replace him.
1: Right, right. I, can they fix it? Uh, yeah, I, I believe in Sean McVay, and, and I'll tell you what—they sure can get the damn ball to Cooper Cup. I mean, that's that's really. I mean, Higby's a little bit of a weapon, I suppose, but Allen Robinson's not, and so. Cup is unbelievable. I mean, that guy amazes but the, me. The problem more and more. is, that he. I but totally that's agree. That's it. But that's literally all they have. Like mm-hmm. all they have. But but when that's all you've got, and you're still able to do it, that's impressive. I'm t- for him, for him personally, for Cooper Cup. But I, they got a great defense, Kev, um, and surely McVay, I do believe he's a great coach, um, but he better start. You're right. They play two uh, tough defenses. I think back-to-back, but they they got a lot of work to do.
0: Interestingly, and so do you think a um, – and part of their problem is, I think we touched on this last week, I like their their um, their mantra of we don't need picks, we're going to trade for it, we're going to go all in every week. That's fine. But then you better cash in on what you did, and they went with Alan Robinson. That has not worked out. Mm -hmm. If you listen to the Making the Greens podcast, which apparently I didn't listen to this part because I took Alan Robinson. He's been terrible, and so maybe they blew that 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 uh, signing. But do you think a guy like Odell Beckham
1: would help? Yes, I mean, because I mean, yes, at least yes, Odell Beckham is a NFL receiver with with an above average talent.
0: He tweeted on Wednesday, I think the tweet's since been deleted, but he tweeted at one point, LA knows where I wanted to be, but they didn't offer me anything. So I don't know what people want me to do. I definitely know my worth, and what the offer was isn't reflective of that. So it's tough to say that I can come back, even though I thought I'd finally found my home. Sean McVay responded, that media asked him about it, and he said he didn't know they offered him, but he doubts that's the team's final offer. It sounds like, to me, Odell Beckham will be a Ram. It's They're just figuring out how much money they're going to pay him. Well,
1: I mean, you know what? And if, and, and,
0: and if I'm Odell Beckham, it's it's getting a lot better for me negotiating because they look bad. They need to the help.
1: And, and there's a guy wearing number 12 up in Wisconsin that I think would probably try to get his team to sign Odell Beckham. So it's not like he's just going to be a Ram. Is, is he hurt? Is Beckham still not ready to well, play? Well, he's still
0: coming back. from. I don't know if he's ready, to, if he's cleared to play. He'll play the second half of the year.
1: ACL, right? ACL in the yeah. Super Bowl? Yeah. Well, I
0: mean, so, okay. You mentioned number 12 up in Wisconsin. Let's go. The Packers lost to the Giants. Yeah. I know it's a London game, maybe, but are you, if you had to be, if you're more concerned one or the other, is it the Rams or the, the Packers? Both have flaws that make me think, are they, are, am I sure they're contenders?
1: I'm more concerned, I think, for the Rams. Um, I, think, I think I agree. I think the Packers' defense is probably not as good as the Rams, but it, I think it's a very good defense. I think that Dobbs kid is coming along at, at Green Bay. You have still got Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon back there. I mean, those are two huge weapons, and you you've got the ass hat, which I mean, he's literally one of the best quarterbacks, one of the best to play the position. Um, And he's done a lot of th- – I mean, he's thrown two or three touchdowns that the guys just dropped, the young guys just dropped. I mean, I, as I've said before, yeah. I hate Aaron Rodgers' body language when that happens, but I, those guys didn't mean to drop those passes. But still, well, so I'm worried more. And it more probably is even worse with young guys, right? I, mean, I think so. I mean, he, gosh, like It's he's, one
0: thing when Devonte Adams says that, Devonta Adams is probably like – I think it shows you all you need to know when Devonte Adams is like, I'm going to leave. The maybe best arm in football to go play with Derek Carr, who's good, but he's not Aaron Rodgers because I think Aaron Rodgers can be annoying as hell. Like he I
1: think he's an asshat. Annoying. I think Uncle Tony named him right. I think he's an asshat. And, and when but- you are
0: Romeo Dobbs and you drop one, it would have been a tough catch. That was a couple weeks ago. He dropped one that would have been a tough catch. But you see your quarterback just like looking. I don't know. I could just be like, well, fuck off. Why don't you go catch it? You know, like he can just be tough to play with. I would say though, I agree. I'm, I'm cons- I'm like. Defcon 2 is it is it worse or if you're higher or less on Defcon
1: I think Defcon like four is the worst I think
0: okay so I'm like Defcon 2 with the Rams I I think they could be because that offense is based off a of play action that McVeigh loves a play action well if you can't run if you, you can't, can't do play, the play. <laughs> because I saw there was one play uh, against the Cowboys where we didn't even bite on the run we just ran straight at Stafford because you're like I dare you to run it against the front. It hasn't worked all damn day. Go ahead and try. And I just – Stafford's taking a lot of hits. He's Every time he gets hit, I'm worried it could be the last one for a while. And I, I just – I think the Rams could spiral and end up missing the playoffs way before I – the Packers made the playoffs. I don't know if I think they're a Super Bowl team like I thought they were at the beginning of the year. But the Rams, I'm worried. They need help, and they need Me help too. fast.
1: Uh, by the way I was wrong Kev Defcon 5 is the lowest state of readiness while Defcon 1 is maximum readiness. Okay so
0: I'll put them at Defcon 4. The okay. Rams are at Defcon 4.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't even
0: have the package on the Defcon model. They'll be fine. will yeah. it's a weird loss in London. Um the team the Rams played Dallas Cowboys.
1: Yeah. yeah. They are
0: now 4 and 1. They play the Eagles, the undefeated Eagles. As we all, like we mentioned last week, as we all said, the NFC East just the, the best division in football. You have the uh, five and and0 Eagles, four and one Cowboys, four and one uh, Giants, and then you got the the, the Commanders. You know what cares about? But um, what what did the Cowboys do? I will tell you. The latest report I read is that Dak is now throwing, but he's throwing on the side. He's not throwing in practice. And it looks like they're expecting Cooper Rush to start Sunday night and then we'll re- reevaluate next week. What's going on with your thoughts with the, uh, the team in general, but especially the quarterback?
1: Well, I, I, I want to tell you, and I've, I've heard several people ask me, is there is there a quarterback controversy in Dallas? And I'm like, no effing way. No way. If, if I'm a Dallas Cowboy coach. When Dak is ready, but now, I mean, if he's throwing on the sideline, he's got to be able to grip a football. He's got to be able to do everything that he can do before I would put him in. Cooper Rush has really played well. But but here's the bigger point I think I want to make. I want to kind of compare Cooper Rush to a guy named uh, a Seattle quarterback, Geno Smith. Look at Geno Smith. You know what those guys are doing in Seattle, and you know what they're doing, especially in Dallas, is they're playing – To their maximum potential because they know they might have to. Cooper Rush probably is not going to Superman win a game for you. I still think Dak Prescott can do that. He could probably Superman win a game. But when everybody on the team starts playing just that little bit, bit better because they know they've got to, they might have to, you know, they don't have their prime guy maybe on the field and if they'll keep doing that when Dak comes back. And if you look at what Seattle, Seattle has been in every game just about this year, and Geno Smith's playing his ass off. But I think the other players too, probably more in Dallas's respect, but are playing to their maximum capabilities because it's not Dak back there. And if they relax, yeah. if they let off the gas. If
0: they as as the ass hat once said, just R E L A X, just relax a little.
1: If they relax once Dak gets in there and thinks, oh, Dak will make this throw, Dak will elude the rush, he'll, you know, I, I think we're in trouble. But if they keep playing like it's Cooper Rush back there, I think we'll be a better team because I think Dak is more talented. Well,
0: and I piggyback on all of that. And so this isn't going to be a super interesting segment. We'll move on. But I, I just don't understand the Cooper Rush Dak argument whatsoever. Like Cooper Rush is a great backup quarterback. And I'm going to put him on blast a little here. And one day I have to have Cody Lewis on because we, we talk to him. I, I bring up his messages sometimes. But he told me that he doesn't think Dak has the it, the it factor. And he doesn't think Dak can win these games. I'm like, Cooper Rush is doing – Cooper Rush is not losing games. He completed a, 12 passes for 102 yards against the Rams.
1: Yeah, right.
0: That's – I'm glad you didn't turn the ball over, but the game started with a scoop and score touchdown. And then we blocked a punt, which we didn't score a touchdown on that one because we couldn't convert inside the 30-yard line. Cooper Rush is doing enough. He's like, And what I think it comes down to is I think sometimes Kellen Moore gets bored with the offense they're running right now, which is you take a couple four-yard runs and you might have to punt it. But overall, with this defense, you keep giving that offense chance we're going to score, Don't get and he gets Dak, and he's like, oh, I got all my toys now. Instead of running and getting four yards, I'm going to run this crazy play and hit four verticals and touchdown on one play. You don't have to score every time. I don't think it's a Dak problem. I think it's a Kellen Moore problem. And just treat Dak the same way and just know some of those plays where Cooper Rush gets you a five-yard game, Dak's going to flip around and turn that into a 60-yard touchdown. But don't, like, bank on it. Just let Dak make those plays when he does.
1: All right. What Cooper Rush is doing is he's not losing games, and the Dallas defense is winning games. I think that – is what's happening. Cooper's to me. being a
0: perfect backup quarterback. That's he's, what you want. A backup quarterback, don't lose me the game.
1: Man, he is that Ford F 150 4x4 that is steady and he's not making mistakes <laughs> and you hit the key and he 100, runs. 100,000 miles on it, but right? it keeps starting and up he keeps in a rush. going. Dak, I mean, Ferrari might be a little bit of a, of a trafficking and hyperbole for him, but I mean, he's a sports car and I do think he's got mobility. And if he doesn't have to throw four verticals, you know, every time. Let the defense win the game and let Dak be there when you need him. And uh, Well, and that's why I think it could be super beneficial
0: for Dak to be on the sidelines and see this and go, he just wasted a whole damn quarter, but our defense is so good that we're still winning. I'm not saying, like, he's not talking shit about Cooper but I just think he realizes, I don't have to score every time I touch the ball. I can throw it away and punt. That's fine. That is okay to check down even though I know Zeke's not going to get this third and 12. Nothing's there. I'll check down. We'll punt. We'll live to fight another day. I, I just think it's insane. And I, to circle all the way back, I actually like the decision to start Dak this week or start uh, Cooper Rush this week because do not start Dak until he's 100% ready. Do not start him until he's ready because even if you lose this week with Cooper Rush, if you could have told Jerry Jones after week one's injury, you're going to be four and two after six weeks. Jerry Jones would have wrote you the check, like right. he'd have be been like, Where do I sign? sign me up. Let's go.
1: Where do I sign? So
0: and, and I'm not saying that they might not win. The defense is that good. They'll be in the game for a little while. It just depends how they can hold them out. If if Dak's not hundred percent healthy, don't bring him in. And next week, if Dak's not I bring him in once he's fully healthy. I agree. I don't think there's any quarterback controversy. I'm I'm assuming in the locker room. They know there's not a quarterback controversy because if you watch Dak and Cooper Rush in practice, you just know, oh, one guy can make these throws and one guy can't. Like I think it's obvious, and I'm good for Cooper Rush to win, and I hope he gets a big deal out of it somewhere. We're but we're not pooping on Cooper
1: Rush. Appreciate everything no. you've done. You are a great. T- we're so I'm happy you're on my team. I'm happy. That's what sucks
0: is when I do this. It sounds like I'm a Cooper Rush hater. I'm like the I'm opposite. A lot of I'm just.
1: I, I just uh, yeah. I think we're on the Let's same see, page. Let's see. Do here.
0: we have any other games we didn't touch on? I do think we mentioned last week, are there any uh, bad, bad teams, like even just awful teams? The Steelers are for sure. I think the, the Steelers are teams. probably the worst. The Steelers bad. Um, um, what did I, I'm trying to look around real quick. The Jags, I, I don't know what the hell to do with the Jags. What's happened with – Tr- Tr- we
1: the last two weeks, uh, uh, he's not been good. I don't know what. Yeah, I just on. don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I am glad last week I told the people that I lifted the commanders
0: off my uh, suspension list for betting, but it was only to bet against them. And that can stay. Like, you can bet against the commanders. Hell, maybe take the Bears on, on Thursday night against commanders because they're just awful. The Broncos stay on the suspended list because of what the – F was that we watched on Thursday night. That was the worst Thursday night game I've ever seen in my life.
1: Well, it, it, it's only potentially going to be upstage for worst game by this Thursday night's game. My God, I'm not watching the Bears and the Commanders Thursday night. I'm just not going to it. You know, actually though,
0: actually, though, this is not to be an advertisement in the NFL because they do just fine. They don't need me. That game will probably be exciting because both teams are so bad. They'll probably be like a 31 to 30 game of just weird touchdowns because Carson Wentz is the epitome of a weird touchdown. That, that's what he does. Uh, where do you, you weren't with us last week. The Broncos now sitting two or three. I just want to get a quick read on you. Are we right, worried, worried? Is yeah, car, we're like, are we worried yeah, about we're worried. Russell Wilson?
1: Yes, we're worried about Russell Wilson because if you I, could
0: right now, if you could trade straight up and have Geno or Russell Wilson, who would you take?
1: I'm not that ready to get rid of paused. Yeah, I paused. paused. I don't think Russell Wilson is is at that point, but I do think he needs to realize what made him good is is using his legs some and 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 he needs to get outside the pocket and not be afraid to run. And I've seen him do it a little bit, but um, uh, I'm not ready to throw in the towel. But boy, it looks like Denver. And and I'm gonna tell you, I think Nathaniel Hackett. uh, Wow, we had not talked about Matt Rule getting fired you know, yet, but um, yeah, Nathaniel Hackett's made some questionable calls uh, in, in his short tenure uh, I'm not, no, I would take Russell Wilson still over Geno Smith I would, but Geno Smith does look damn good this year, I will say that
0: Matt Rule got
1: fired and the, his team has actually scored more points than John
0: McVay's, who would have stopped Yeah, wow um, mm. Let's see, I think that kind of I don't have any other big games to touch on unless you do. I, I, I'm very curious to see what the Eagles offense does against the Cowboys defense because I think it's a good defense. And I haven't decided yet, is the Eagles offense really, really good or if they're good? Because Jalen Hurts makes a few throws a week where I'm like, maybe I need to put some respect on Jalen Hurts. Like, He might be legit, legit.
1: You know, I think Jalen Hurts has been through some adversity, certainly getting Alabama to the championship game and then, you know, having to sit aside for, for, for Tua and stuff like that. So I, I think all that has – it's kind of like Brady, you know, and how I, he's not the most talented guy, but but where he came from and where he was drafted, I'm talking about Brady now, you know, has made him who he is. And I think Hurts has a little bit of that. And I think Hurts is turning into a, a really good quarterback. I, I, I'm, Me too. Uh, I've always is good. thought he was
0: a great teammate, now I'm like, oh, he's a great teammate, and maybe also just a really good quarterback.
1: Well, I think he's got the physical tools, you know, physical tools exuding. He, he's got a lot of the physical tools, but I think he's his heads, his heads getting right. And and I, I he, I, if I was a Philly fan, I'm not. Um, if I was a Philly fan, I'd be pretty excited uh, about the possibilities with Jalen Hurts at my quarterback position. Any other games you want to touch on, or are you good? No, but I want to, I want to comment something quickly on what yeah. LJ kind of brought up and this this whole how the defense uh, is oh, changing yes, yes. the offense and the running back coming back because I've been thinking about this for a little while and and would be anxious to get into this with LJ, but I begin begin to wonder will we ever see another Barry Sanders and the, and the reason I am because if if I'm a dad, you know, and my kid is a great running back, I think I might push him to the defensive backfield. You know, because you're not getting beat up every time you can make a lot of money and the, and the running back in the NFL has certainly fallen on tough times. I thought, I thought y'all talking about how the defense and they're running those two, two deep, you know, safeties and and bringing up every, I thought that was fascinating. I really think that LJ's owned to something there. Um, I I think that we are going to see the running back come back and I hope so. I watched a 30 for 30 on Barry Sanders (laughs) recently and, Oh my god that guy was amazing to watch. And I just wonder if those athletes are now on the other side of the football. You know, because of are Yeah, having. it I,
0: That one stuck. so I LJ was saying get back to uh take the 4 yard gains and then run run run. I just wonder if you ever get back there cuz you just I think you learned that Running backs aren't as skilled. It's so like receivers are crazy skill, like crazy footwork, crazy hands. And so there are, there is a elite receiver, and there's a big drop-off from there. Running backs aren't quite as skilled as far as just hands up. They're just physically really skilled. And vision, I guess. But So it makes me wonder. I think teams are so bought into this. Instead of drafting a, a running back in the first round, I'm going to take – Three third round running backs, and one of them will be solid. And they just they rather do a committee. than how many times? How many teams right now have a guy? Just I mean, you have the Titans, I guess, with Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, but also they have Kareem Hunt, I guess. Barclay yeah, I was probably the only the only team that has that Nick one Chubb. Guy.
1: He does happen to be one of my fantasy running backs, so I I try to watch his games. It's been nice. He he's a beast, man. He runs hard. Um, he he can catch the ball, and they put Kareem Hunt in a little, a lot. But I do think we might see that bell cow back, which is what LJ was kind of saying. I, th- I think we. I can don't see think that we see back. that
0: back anymore. You don't. I don't think we see that back. No, and because what's going to happen to me is offense is fine. They'll figure it out. They'll figure sure. out this defense.
1: But the defenses have gone fast and a little bit smaller, right? I mean, so now, if you're saying just put put big boys, Henry in go, there. Okay. You know, and and we'll see. We'll and see run two tight end sets and a fullback and go, all right, go. I just think because if run you run do get that.
0: five yards a pop every time, that's a touchdown. You're going to drive right down the field and get a touchdown.
1: That's right. That's right. You get four yards know. every I time. I wouldn't
0: mind so. seeing some running teams. I wouldn't mind seeing a Barry Sanders at Neman Smith or a Jamal Lewis. I'm going back to those Ravens days. Like just a power run game or something. That'd be fun to see. The
1: bus. Remember the bus? I
0: mean, <laughs> <laughs> Jerome Bettis? yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I you know one running back that was and we can this is now just tangent one running back it was one of the greats in my childhood that I didn't like that much and I, maybe you don't like him that's probably what helps me but uh, I wasn't a huge Sean Alexander fan he was awesome at the Seahawks but I wasn't a big Alexander fan
1: no I, I wasn't either um, uh, probably one reason I mean I didn't see a lot of his games for whatever reason you know but well, it was before ticket I mean that was like right as when Sunday ticket where you yeah. can watch. He was, he was in so Seattle, Seattle, so he didn't get him. it. was only going to get on my TV if he's playing the Saints, you know, or, or the the Cowboys pretty much because or that's the regional coverage. Yeah, So I didn't see him a lot, but, yeah, I wasn't – I always liked – I liked a quarterback uh, – a running back with some wiggle, and it seemed like Sean Taylor was uh, – you know, I liked Terrell Davis. I remember neither. him, and Terrell Davis was kind of a one-cut-and-go, but I loved his – I did like that running style – um, Earl Campbell, I know you probably didn't get to see him. Earl Campbell would run I over your ass, ass, and he had some wiggle, and he'd run away from you. Earl Campbell might be the best running back I've ever watched his career uh, play out. But,
0: it blows on my mind you mentioned it, like you didn't get a chance to watch. Like it's still – I was I actually thought about this. Now you bring it up, it makes me think about it again. I should have wrote it down. But I was watching college football this past weekend, and now I can watch the CBS game the Fox game, or I can log on to the watch ESPN app and watch like, I I can log on to these different app, either the Fox sports or the ESPN and watch. They have multiple games on their apps, not just the one that's available to you regionally. Mm -hmm. And so I can, I'm pretty much can always like as a Razorback fan, I can always catch my team playing, but there wasn't that long ago Mm -hmm. that like the Razorbacks are playing Mississippi state. You're probably just not going to get to watch it. Right. You just, it's not, if CBS didn't pick it up as their sec game, you might not get it. And, and you, at same with NFL, like I can't even fathom on a Sunday, turn on the TV and I just get to watch one of two games at yeah. noon. Like, like what if I'm it's Dallas red and zone. Carolina.
1: Oh, wow. That's exciting. <laughs> you know, Like that's just
0: crazy. there's a, there is an age now. Cause like, I do remember that time where we were flipping like, cause you got red zone or uh, the ticket pre, I was still fairly young but I do remember a time where you like you you know you're probably getting Saints or Cowboys. There's an age that doesn't know a time where you just don't get every game imaginable.
1: Well, and there Which were times, Kevin. Do you remember when like we would get it would be a Saints who whatever whoever handled. You know, that channel, say say the Cowboys were playing an AFC, or no, that's it. they're both NFC teams, but for whatever reason, the local station would get the Saints, and so they couldn't play the Cowboys. So you may not be able to see the Cowboys in yeah. Texas, <laughs> that's just It's hard to fathom now, but there was times
0: where. It was nuts. Yeah. All right, well, um, if you have enough money, you can just get Sunday ticket nowadays, and what we're about to do is make you some money. We're going to, we're going to give you our, our locks. So just for anybody new to this situation, we're going to give you our favorite, favorite work pick against the spread, our favorite dog against the spread. And then we give you just some free money. We're going to give you some plus odds, just a money line dog to win outright. Pops, I'm still kind of looking at lines. Do you have, where do you want to start? What's your most confident thing you've got?
1: Um, I think probably my I'm going to go with my most confident then because I can do my co- my money line or covers. Kind of they can go either way. It's my favorite, so I'll give you my favorite right. favorite first. favorite. And I think we talked about them just a minute ago. The Denver Broncos are going to the LA Chargers. The LA Chargers are giving up five points, is what I show. And so I think the Chargers at home, which I know still LA whatever. I think the Chargers are going to cover. Now, I, I didn't do so great last week. So, half. so, so it's four and a half. I'm showing five. So, okay, I'll take them at four and a half.
0: You get four and a half. You get four and a half. What you got?
1: So, I'm taking the Chargers to 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 win by more than four and a half. They're my favorite. Uh, they're at home, and I'm that's who my that's my pick.
0: Um. So I'll go favorite as well. And this one, honestly. They should be on my suspended list, but for some reason they're not. Um, I'm going to go Jaguars minus three. Jaguars are playing the Giants. They're at home. It's hot. It's still like that. It's that weird time of year Mm -hmm. where it's kind of cool in New York, but it's hot in Florida. And I think Mm -hmm. the Giants are coming back from London. I just don't think the Giants are that good. And I think the Jags – they're not quite the team we thought they were at the beginning of the year, but they're not as bad as they've been the last two weeks. So I, I, I we'll, we'll roll Jags.
1: Hey, I think that's a good call because you know what? They kind of need to play like their backs against the wall because they, they, they really don't need yeah. a, a third loss in a row. So. Well, and the
0: Giants are now playing they're, – they're kind of – I do like – I think Ron Dayball just might be a good coach. I think the Giants might have found
1: a good coach. too. But
0: the Giants, it's – it's kind of that. I mean, this is more for championships, but Pat Riley had that disease and more thing. But the Giants are four and one. It's hard for them to play with that same sense of urgency that the Jags will probably play for. Because the Giants are like, we're we're awesome, we're, we're great, and Saquon Barkley is fun to watch. Wow, I just want to throw that out there. I want I'm watching any game he's playing,
1: no doubt. No doubt.
0: Um, give me your uh, underdog to cover, not the money line dog, just underdog to cover. Right,
1: my money, my, my dog to cover, and this could have went the other way too. But New Orleans is a home dog getting a point against Cincinnati. You're getting another point and a half, is what I'm saying. So okay, so a point I can and now I get one point five. So I think New Orleans covers that. I think they have a real good chance to uh, to win that game and in New Orleans. Um, who's is it? Is Taysom Hill playing quarterback, or who's playing quarterback for him? Do you know? Uh, quarterback, they'll have Andy. Well, Andy Dalton or is it Dalton? Yeah, Winston's out for a little bit, right?
0: Yeah. Well, well, I don't know. I think it's up to date. I I just realized I screwed up. I got one week ahead, so the the, the chart the Jags aren't even play the Giants this week.
1: <laughs> for God's week. sake, what are you talking about? Aren't you the host? What's up with you, dude? I am
0: the host, so we'll go then. What well, the easy pick? I got you an easy pick. You should never, because I already cashed in on this this team earlier this week, so I'm just going to go go back to the well. The Chiefs are underdogs at home for home the first home. time in Patrick Mahomes' career. Give me the Chiefs plus two and a half against the Bills. I know it's the Bills. I don't give a damn. Give me the Chiefs plus
1: hey, two and a half. Hey, I looked at that one, too. I, You know, Bill schmiels I mean, the Bills are good, but, hey, the Chiefs are no slouch. Um, you want to
0: – you want a fun, a fun chief stat? Sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to pull it up for you here. Because So, what I was saying when I'm going back to the whale, there's nothing more that I like, especially now that it's, it's, uh, it's legal in the state of Arkansas. Checking the live odds when the Chiefs go down by double digits. I, let me see what those money line odds are. Can I get some plus odds? So, career win percentages. Pat, Patrick Mahomes is at the top right now at 79.4%. Uh, Tom Brady's right below him at 76.2%. These are active quarterbacks, by the way. Sure, Josh Allen's at three, at 65.2%. And then at four is Patrick Mahomes when he's down by 10 points or more <laughs> at 57.1%. And then there's <laughs> Herbert and Derek Carr. Patrick wow. Mahomes is the comeback king, especially because you just know they score so fast. When they drop down by 10, check the odds. And if they're plus odds – Think about it. Think about it,
1: people. Right. Um, Quick shout out, Roy Travis Kelsey. What he had seven receptions, like twenty-five yards, four counting four TDs. I mean,
0: I wow. took so I did a little prop bet, thinking they're gonna they're, they're gonna have one goal, and that's to make sure Travis Kelsey doesn't kill him. So I went under on yards, and my it hit, but he still had four touchdowns. He went under yards, but by God, in the red zone, he was a machine. He was a beast. Yeah. Um, okay. So I need a dog now. I need, or no, I gave you my dog. I need no, a you're covered. I you got to give me your Jags. cover. Cover dog. Yeah. Because I screwed up the Jags. Um, my cover is going to be you went Chargers
1: for your cover. No, no. That was my favorite. Uh, my cover is New Orleans to cover one Well, so, but I screwed the,
0: the Chiefs. The Chiefs are dogs. So I took the Chiefs to cover two, plus two and a half. Well,
1: I'm going to have to so say, boy, I'm good, Lord. So you're saying the Chiefs are covering, right?
0: Yeah, they're going to – plus two and a half, they're going to cover. They're probably going to win outright, probably as a money line dog, but that's not what I'm putting money on.
1: Chiefs, mind. I before E or – I before E except after C, is it right? Yeah. Chiefs I always
0: misspell Chiefs. Chiefs, actually.
1: That's just kind of okay. a – Okay, Chiefs plus three, for Buffalo. Me. Okay, that's your cover.
0: Um, I'll tell you what? my – I don't know you what time this You haven't given me a favorite out.
1: then yet, right?
0: Well, so I don't know what time this comes out, but I I think I'm – the team's terrible. I'm betting on the Bears. Give me the Bears minus one. I think they win that game.
1: So that's your favorite. They're a home dog yeah, at that's minus my favorite, one. Favorite?
0: Well, yeah. That's my. I hate to call the Bears my favorite. See, anything, I, showed but yeah. I showed it as
1: a pick'em. I showed it as a pick'em.
0: I'll take that too. I mean, I just think. Well, but can you do that? Much. Is
1: that are you? You're not a home dog, right? Or, or that's your favorite? I guess. I don't. That's know. my favorite. Yeah, but they're not their favorite.
0: They are minus one on mine. So I mean, well, they're, they're favorite on mine. Do you want me to take a different one? I can no, take no, a no, different no. one. No, no, no. I have no, another one I like. Just, I have another one I like. am just giving you
1: a little grief. I'm just giving you a little grief. All right.
0: So, yeah, Moneyline the Dog, then. Who you got for your money line Dog?
1: My Moneyline Dog is uh, – I did mention this guy before, uh, Geno Smith, uh, is a home dog. The Seattle Seahawks are home dogs to the Arizona Cardinals, getting three points at home. And I'm just telling you, Plus. I am – Arizona sucks. I mean, I, I'm not saying they don't have talent, you know, whatever. But they just look like a, a, a DeAndre
0: Hopkins survivor. comes back next week, not this week. Next okay, week. that might so change you it. Still but get- yeah,
1: I'm gonna take Seattle uh, as my money line dog, getting three points at home.
0: I don't hate it. I don't hate that at all. My money line dog is going to be. I think. Uh, I think of the Patriots. Patriots at Cleveland plus two and a half. I don't think the Patriots are that good, but it, it worked for me last week. I went under and Patriots last week because I do think when Belichick knows a quarterback, he knows how to stop him. And he just, he knows how to stop Jared Goff. We saw it oh, he did. Weren't they the high scoring team Bowl, in the right? league?
1: Didn't they work? Yeah.
0: And everybody hit the over. And one, I just kind of like fading the public pick, but two, I was like, Belichick killed Goff when Goff was at the Rams with that high-powered offense. And so I was like, maybe Belichick just knows something. And he shut him out. And then this week, they're going against the Browns, who have Jacoby Brissett. He was in the locker room for two years. I think he knows Brissett. And I just don't... The Browns aren't terrible, but I don't think they're they're good. And so I I like that. I like... Did you see... Speaking of the Patriots, they mentioned that... uh, they asked him, "Does Billy Zappi have a shot at winning the starting job over Mac Jones?" And uh, Belichick wouldn't close the door on it. He was like, well, "I don't know." So he made it sound like Zappi has a chance at winning that starting job.
1: Well, I, you know, the few I've seen a few uh, plays with Zappi in, and it looks like he can he can toss that ball around for sure. He looks he's like he's got around. an arm, yeah.
0: The other uh, honorable mention, but I took him as my dog, but Chiefs' money line, the same reason I like them when they're plus – or when they get dropped by. Anytime you get – it's almost like just anytime you get the Chiefs or even the Bills, for that matter, on a a money line, plus odds, you're like – you're betting on Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes at that point. I mean, those are –
1: Hey, I almost took took KC as my money line dog. I, I agree. Getting three at home. I mean, I know Buffalo's good, but I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. you you went you went charges to cover broncos you know you know your boy staley's going to go for two when he shouldn't and going to screw up your cover <laughs> maybe
1: not cuz he caught some hell this week for that i mean his yeah. own receiver called him out I, I don't know there could be strife in that locker room there there could be but that's that's a pick
0: all right let's wrap this thing up normally we wrap <clears throat> up with what's tony's drinking but i mean i'm sure uncle tony's drinking on something but I, we just don't know what it is at this point so instead, we're, I'm going to try something new. There's a Reddit thread where it's "Am I the asshole?" And maybe at some point we'll we'll bring in our own "Am I the assholes?" of own personal experiences. But I, to start out, I'm just going to bring up a scenario, and then pop so we can decide is this person the asshole or not. So, okay. here it is. This is from uh, Jay. I don't know what their name is, but here's the story. Growing up, I had 35 cats through the 18 years I lived with my mom. Three of those cats were named Samson, Sabrina, and Sonny. I have two sons and a daughter. Their middle names are Samson, Sabrina, and Sonny. When I was pregnant with my then husband, he didn't really care about the names. He gave his input, but didn't really feel strongly about any names, especially middle ones. I suggested these, and he agreed and, sounded, and said they sounded nice. The bad part. I didn't tell them they were the names of my previous cats. I don't know why. The first two, I did just think the names sounded good with their first names, regardless of my cats being named that. By kid three came, I immediately went to my cats' names for inspiration and settled on Sunny. My husband liked it, but again, I didn't tell him that they were named after cats. Then the other day, I mentioned my cat, Samson, being five, we're looking to adopt. Oh, okay. That's a different thing. He said, Samson, please don't tell me you named our kid after that cat. He said it in a joking way, but I felt the need to come clean and told him all of our kids are named after my past cats. I told him I wouldn't have named the kids that if I didn't genuinely like the names. But ever since he's been pissed at me for naming our kids after cats. Without telling him they're named after cats. Is this person an asshole for not prefacing that with saying about naming our children after well, cats? Well, when
1: when you said they had 35 cats, I kind of thought, man, they might be an asshole. <laughs> I'm not sure. That's a bunch <laughs> of damn cats. Good gravy. I'm, I mean, a little facetious. Um, no, I don't think. I mean. Should that the- come up when you say. So she probably
0: just said, like, Samson's a cool name. Should she have said, like, like Samson, my cat? Like, should she have.
1: Well, I think, and, and I could see, I think if I was in that conversation <clears throat> and, you know, my wife and I are significant other, I guess you don't have to be married to have a baby. But if we were talking about it, I'd go, we, yeah, what, what's that? What does that name mean? I'd probably ask that. Why do you like Samson? You know, and, and I would have probably asked. I mean, I think I like names to have some meaning. And if they would so have said right up front. does
0: have any right being mad? Going, You didn't <laughs> tell me that all these were named after cats. He never asked. He never asked.
1: So, so, no, I don't think this person is an asshole. I mean, I, I think, I, no. I mean, there's a lot worse things than that. If he agreed to it and he didn't ask, I don't think she's an asshole.
0: Not an asshole. Okay, okay.
1: I say However, no, not an asshole is my vote. Not an
0: asshole. I will say, is we we had this conversation a while back, On i notice now that I keep up with it, a lot of coworkers don't take the cake cup out of the Keurig machine at work. Yeah, yeah. You might be. I'm not saying that it, it, it. it's like a Venn diagram. I'm not saying everybody that leaves the K-cup in there is in the asshole bucket, but you're in the middle, which means you could be an asshole. You know, like you're, you You might be.
1: Yeah. I'm. Yeah. I'm, I know some people I really like that don't necessarily take the K-cup out. So I'm, I'm <laughs> a little hesitant to call them an asshole, but I do think you should. And I do take the K-cup out and I almost almost, Always return my buggy at the supermarket. So, there's that.
0: Well, we don't want to get to you and the buggy. Uh, We'll get into a long conversation. Um, That'll do it for this week's Just Press Play podcast. We'll be back next week with more breaking down all your NFL action. We made you some money. So, we have um, Lyft saying, Charge, you're going to cover minus five and a half on Monday night. He He says, to hell with LJ's Broncos. He says, the
1: Saints plus one and a half at home. It's like stealing money. Who was the money line dog we had? Money on dog for me was Seattle getting three against Arizona, home dog, and you, New, or- New England at Cleveland, New getting en- two and a half. New England
0: at Cleveland, two and a half. And then my favorite was the Bears minus one. That one's uh, LJ's probably like your nitty for betting on any Chicago team. And then mm-hmm. the dog was Chiefs, you're getting plus money with the Chiefs. So I'm going to take Chiefs plus two and a half at home against the Bills. That's just a fun game. So I, might I have got, got Chiefs plus three if watching.
1: you want to take that. So.
0: Look at us. We're making money. All right. That'll do it. I will. Uh, before before I go, Pops, I just want to give the people this because I had a friend give me this, and he says it's free money, so I'm just passing out free money for the people. But um, teaser, you tease it down six points, but both have hits work works similar to a parlay. You put the Packers minus seven against the Jets in Lambeau, so you tease it. You get it down to a minus one. And then you put that with the Buc- Buccaneers. Buccaneers. At the Steelers, minus eight and a half, but you're teasing it. So, you're getting the two and a half. So, now you just need the Buccaneers to win by three and the Packers to win by one. He says put the mortgage on it. I'm not telling you what to do, but shout out to Hayden. He said put it all on there.
1: I mean, that's – I don't know how much you're going to win if you're teasing it way down like that, but yeah.
0: You'll get about even odds if you put both of them in. You'll get about 100 to win 100.
1: Yeah, I mean, okay. It's hard to argue with
0: that. All right, that does it, Pops. I'll catch you next week. We'll have much more and we'll see who we have join us. I I think we have the people. LJ says he's back next week. I'm sure Uncle Tony's back. We'll probably have the crew back.
1: No, we have the people next week. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Peace out. Peace.